And I can just say to all these American people who have so many Bibles in their home, use it. Welcome to Connections with Rich and Bobby. Hi, this is Rich, Rich Homeris. And I'm Bobby, Bobby Hamlin. Now we're continuing our visit with Johann Skepp, who's been sharing his adventurous story as a young Hollander seeking freedom and winding up among the Bedouins in the Sinai Desert in Israel. He lived there with them for eight years. He said in his little hut in the wilderness, he met Yeshua, Jesus, as his Lord and Savior. If I look back to my first 21 years, and I look back to the last 23 years, it's no comparison. It's like the story of Jesus on the wedding. The old wine, it ran out. The pleasures of the world will one day run out. And it's only when you invite Jesus, who will do the miracle of producing new wine, that wine is better, and it will last forever until we'll drink it at the wedding of the Lamb. And that's the glorious hope. For me, I am not looking forward to the grave. I am looking forward till that day that I may see him face to face. And so whatever happens on my journey, the storms may come, but I look at the one who is the boss of the storm. And I am hidden under his wings. I am secure. I'm standing on the rock that is higher than my emotions, than my feelings, and he is taking care of me. And I can share this after having walked with him for 22 years. And God's word has been my trustful guide. It's been a light on my path. It's been my comfort. It's been, it's been my, my, my compass. And I can just say to all these American people who have so many Bibles in their home, use it. And also to those who say, yes, you're right, you're right, I'll tell you something. When you know that this is true, you know in the book of Philippians, Paul speaks about the joy and the joy and the joy. But then in that beautiful book of joy, in chapter 3, he is weeping is weeping for the Christians who know all that and yet it doesn't change their lifestyle. That makes Paul weep. If you know that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth and the life, please tell it to those who don't know that. Johan, you obviously do this and you carry the message of life and just Jesus speaks through you. It's so apparent. But as you tell people how important it is to go and tell people that message of life, uh, you were talking earlier about what is important to help them to listen to you, and that is working alongside. Uh, what do you think about the importance of that? Well, I believe it's, uh, it's sharing with your um, sleeves up. You see, the cross has one stick up and one stick horizontal. You see, it is socially and the truth it goes together in other words i believe the strongest power is friendship evangelism and those who listen to me have friends have neighbors have uncles have brothers have sisters have fathers have mothers and with those you can reach them not only by sharing them 
but also by helping them. And if, for example, a father or mother is listening and they cannot talk with their children about God, then I would give you the advice, talk with God about your children. Because he listens to our prayer. And um, I'm sure when Elizabeth and um, Zacharias, they prayed a lot for a baby. And one day they stopped praying. But that prayer was still there. And in God's time, the child was born. In his time, he makes all things beautiful in his time. And when we pray and when we talk to God, we get four answers. Yes, no, wait, and sometimes he has to say to us, you must be kidding. Because his, his ways are higher than our ways. But he knows what is best for us. Yes, always trusting and seeking the Lord's will and direction. And we'll return to Johann's story in just a moment. So stay with us. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to connect with you. Just go to our website at Connections with Rich and Bobby. That's all one word, and Bobby is spelled B-O-B-B-I dot com. That's Connections with Rich and Bobby dot com. And there you'll find all of our podcasts posted, along with all of our contact information. You can also connect with us on social media by friending us on Facebook, post on Instagram, or tweet us on Twitter. Now let's get back to Johan as he continues talking about what life is like there in Israel. What's going on in Israel today? We hear so much in the news about uh, wars and rumors of wars. We hear so much about uh, religious strife and and this and that. What is the condition that you see in Israel today? Well, that condition you see probably more in detail than I see myself as I am in Israel because of the television coverage here, which is so in detail. So I don't need to speak about that. But I do want to tell you the news you don't see. And that's the spiritual news. God is building his church. People are being born again from the Jewish background, from Arabic background. And now recently, there's also coming in Israel many guest workers in the building side. Much building is going on. They come all the way from communist China, from Romania. And all of them receive a Bible. Not all of them, but as many as possible. Uh-huh. And some respond to God's love. Also, these last years, there have been coming more than 500,000 Russians, of, of whom most are Jewish. And they are so open. And they are so open to receive God's word. Yes, when we think about Israel, 4,000 years of history, we see that uh, Deuteronomy 28 came true. If they were disobedient, God would take them out of the land. And from the 4,000 years of history, they have been out of the land 2,500 years. That's a clear sign. Plan B was also worked out by God. But they have come back to their land. It's the only land 
that has been risen out of its ashes. The Hebrew language is the only language that came alive out of having been a dead language. And God is bringing them back. I believe from more than 90 countries, the Jews are coming back to Israel. And in Israel, they're building this new state in unbelief. But among them are very many disillusioned. And when you tell them that there is a way out, it's not a material way, it's a spiritual way. And when you point them to their own scriptures, when you tell them why did God give the Romans power to destroy the temple, and you point them to Daniel, who said that the Messiah has to die before the destruction of the temple, Daniel 9. It's nothing to do with the New Testament. You tell them in Jeremiah 31 that Jeremiah already speaks about a new covenant, about a new testament, about a new period. Micah speaks that the Messiah has to be born in Bethlehem. Isaiah speaks that the Messiah has to be born from a virgin. Isaiah 53, well, check it out for yourself how clear that one is. That speaks about his suffering. And so the Bible is full of it, of that answer that they can find. And the fellowship is growing. When I started to believe there was about 300. Now there is thousands of Jewish believers. And also the fellowships are starting to come all over the country, especially since the Russians are dripping into Israel. And um, that's very exciting because we have Russians who've been sitting 60 years in the synagogue and they didn't find rest for their soul. But now they found rest in the arms of the Good Shepherd. You know, the term that is used when speaking about a uh, Jewish person that has come to the Lord is not Christian, but a Messianic Jew. You want to explain a little bit of why they use a term like that instead of just calling them Christians? Well, the word Christian has a very bad taste into the Jewish heart. Christian originally meant follower of Christ to be like Christ. But we know when we look into history, when we think about the Crusaders, the Spanish Inquisition, even, you know, Hitler that was baptized as a baby, Stalin that was baptized as a baby, we uh, know that Jews think that those people were Christians. So that is a, a word with scars. So that's why they call themselves Messianic Jews, Jews who believe that Yeshua is the Messiah. So, if somebody is truly born again, he can call himself follower of the way, like in the book of Acts, Messianic Jew, or even call himself a Christian. Doesn't matter what etiquette it is. It matters, are you born again? Then you become a member of the invisible church worldwide, which is not an organization, but is an organism, and it's called in the Bible the body of the Messiah, of Jews and Gentiles, one body, one head, and that is not uh, anybody else than Yeshua Mashiach, Jesus the Messiah. So it means the same, but some words have been uh, misused and abused. And we know that the label isn't important at all. But labels can be barriers like anything else, and it's very important, I think, to be aware of 
what is a barrier to the people that you're um, witnessing to. By all means, you try to build bridges, not barriers. And that's why, for those who go abroad, it is very important that you learn the culture. You learn the customs. Because otherwise, you might make uh, stupid mistakes that could have been avoided. And don't think that everybody needs to copy your culture. Every country has its own culture with their own rights, and every culture is beautiful, so we need to respect that when we go abroad. But also certain words have in different countries different meanings. It's very good to study the history. I'm sure when you study the history of the Indians or you study the history of the colonists, you see it from a different angle. And so when you study the history of the Crusaders from England or you study the history from the Crusaders from the Jews and the Muslims who lived in in Israel or Palestine in those days, that's a total different picture. And so uh, it's very important to do your homework and to learn the customs of the land. Great advice for travelers desiring to be witnesses for Christ when visiting another land. Yes, do your homework and always be ready to share your faith in ways that point people to their Savior, Jesus. Now be sure to join us again next time on our podcast for a concluding visit with Johan. There's so much more that he has to say, and he's such a great communicator. So be sure to join us then. You've been listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to have you subscribe to our podcast on this platform or any of the others like iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. It's free. If you have a smart speaker, you can also listen to us there. Simply say, Alexa, Siri, or Hey Google, play the podcast Connections with Rich and Bobby. And of course, you can always connect with us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So please do take just a moment and let us know about you and what you think of our podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. This is Connections, connecting with one another as Romans 1 verse 12 says, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. So thank you for listening. And remember, tell others and spread the word, God's word. And we'll see you next time on Connections with Rich and Bobby.